Welcome back to Locked On Spurs right here on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs beat writer for Kins 5 in San Antonio. Glad to have you back. Hey, it is another fan episode uh, where we uh, bring on a fan as he is going to rep the entire fan base on a couple of topics regarding itself in the black. So what are those topics? Well, uh, recently the Spurs uh, kept on board. Keita Bates Giop wasn't a sexy signing but nevertheless do spurs fans agree with the move the spurs made and also do fans feel that the spurs are going to get that mike tyson knockout first round ko in the first month of the season to do that and more i am joined once again by danny sanders danny welcome back to locked on spurs and um you know before we dive into this did did you see that new uh, rap video dedicated to mono ginobili you know, I I saw it right before we got on, Jeff, so I wasn't yeah. able to play it. But um, just before before we kind of get get into that, though, I'm almost wondering, like, when you're going to start introducing me as your co-host with with the, uh, <laughs> with the amount of pods that we do. I mean, I mean, Jeff and Danny, come on, let's do it. Well, I, I saw there was some competition with you and another uh, fan a guest on Twitter the other I day. Saw that, yeah. yeah, what was up with that? You know, he's my brother in arms, Zach. We all we all love him. We all miss him. We all uh, think he's still kind of creeping somewhere around twi- the, the the Twitterverse. But yeah, I think know, somebody had mentioned how he uh, he really brings the heat whenever he gets on your pod. So I have a lot of competition there. I mean, it's not like you do not not bring the heat as well. I mean, you 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 you're, you don't hold back right here on Lowe's. Oh, make no mistake, I bring the heat. You hear that, Zach? I know you're listening. Danny brings the heat. Um, but I oh, know, circling back to that Ginobili uh, video, so you can barely pick up a few things, you know, that kind of translate into Spanish if, if you're bilingual. I'm bilingual, uh, like fluently in Spanish, so I, I picked up a few things. But know what really stood out for me? Some of the old rare footage of Manu in action, like in his Argentinian playing days, even in Italy, that was just a sight to behold. I mean, my, my uh, young Manu was was a beast, wasn't he? He really was, and I remember um, not not having seen the video already for the rap video, but I remember the grainy footage you're talking about because that's all we had before Manu uh, came aboard back in 2002, 2003. And that, I mean, we, we would, I mean, the, the Spurs faithful would watch it on a loop. They would watch all the old Argentinian highlights whenever he was uh, with uh, the team over in the overseas. I mean, and even back then, like he had, like that was like that was at the peak of his athleticism. Whenever he'd do the crazy dunks, uh, he would do these reverse layups. That, I mean, I don't even know how he would kiss it off the glass. Uh, he would hustle. I mean, he would make three pointers. They had these weird nets over there. Like I think they were like almost like reverse nets to where like the 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 holes were like on the bottom. Um, so yeah, it was uh, it was always a sight to behold, and I think we knew. We thought we knew that we were going to have something special just by watching those highlights, and uh, Manu definitely um, did not um, did not underwhelm. Yeah, yeah, just to see, just I think because you know it's been a while since he last played, and just to get a reminder of what he did, you know, even pre Spurs days, you know, pre, you know, he was tearing it up in the court before the uh, before he made the leap to the NBA. But yeah, if you need to see that video, it's up right now at Kens5.com/slash Spurs. Uh, again, it is in a foreign language, so just a heads up there. Uh, but it, it just it's just the message. That's all you want to look at, just the message and then 
the uh, video. Yeah, well, well, you definitely get good f- fan feedback. Uh, so, um, you know, all jokes aside with Zach and everything, no, you, you definitely do bring. You know what? I think, I think I like to hear myself talk. That's probably why. You can follow Danny on Twitter at DannySanders80. Do it right now. Danny, you know, let's just get this out of the way first. You know, um, you know, recently the Spurs uh, re- well, brought back or just kept, I guess, um, Keita Bates-Jop, uh, signed him to a two-year deal, according to ESPN reports. Um, you know, not a sexy, you know, signing, but how did Spurs fans react to that news? Well, I know me as a Spurs fan, I was I was really uh, excited. I, I I liked. I think we talked about this before. I really liked what I saw out of Kata Bates' uh, job last year. Uh, I think that he really worked himself uh, not into the rotation. Obviously, we didn't see him on a regular basis, but he definitely did earn some minutes. And whenever he he did get on the floor, I liked what I saw. He's a hustler. He knows where to be on the court. He goes after it. He's aggressive on offense. Uh, I'm trying to remember what game in particular it was. I don't, golly, it was, it was towards the end of the year. I think it was like the last five or 10 games of the year. I remember he, uh, he looked really solid. He scored a couple of van ones. He had a three. I think I want to say the Timberwolves for some reason, but anyway, mm-hmm. um, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I enjoyed the signing. I was glad to see him get not, not a two way deal, but an actual contract, a, a two year contract out of the Spurs which uh, I think that he's put, put in a lot of hard work this summer. Um, I'm anticipating seeing him on the floor more this year. Uh, I, hope, I, I hope we do. And I think he's one of those, those players. What, he's about 6'7", six, 6'8", six, right? Uh, he's mm-hmm. slender. He kind of, like, his, his not, not the way he plays, so let's not mistake what I'm about to say, but his body type reminds me a little bit of uh, maybe a Jonathan Simmons type. Uh, as far as just that, that, that lankiness to him, I think Jonathan was a little bit more muscular. But mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, whenever, whenever I see him play, he just he, he, uh, he knows where to, where he knows where to be in the court. He knows how to play the team game, the Spurs ball, and uh, I really liked it. I liked the signing myself. Uh, I yeah. think we're going to see a lot of good things out of him this year. Well, I mean, first things first for him, he has to make the squad. I mean, he has to do that first, he, you know, whether that be, uh, you know, a rotational piece or, you know, maybe he gets sent to Austin. You know, last year was an unusual season. Who knows if the Spurs give him some reps in Austin. But but did the fan base have any type of reaction to this where, where they kind of like, you know, cause I saw some of them. Some of the fan react was kind of like, OK, but you still have a crowded roster Spurs. I mean, what else did the Spurs fans yeah. have to say? Well, just real quick, because I, as far as making the squad, I think I think with the contract he got, I mean, I it should be a situation where I don't think he's going to start off in Austin. I think he's going to start off on the roster. And, of course, I mean, barring any type of uh, signing of, of someone else that might be better than him to where, I mean, he would be a casualty and get waived, I think I think he should be on the roster. So, I mean, I, I, I don't think it's a situation necessarily where he's going to be fighting for Austin minutes. I think he's going to actually be here in, in, in town, so uh, cross our fingers on that. But, yeah, as far as any other fan reaction that I saw, it was kind of a mixed bag, but a mixed bag in that, I mean, everyone is kind of wanting the other shoe to drop on the whole Ben Simmons thing, right? I think for the most part from what I'm seeing, uh, everyone kind of believes that Ben Simmons is not going to get traded here. The Spurs aren't going to do anything to actually 
consummate a trade to where he's going to bring, where they're going to bring Ben Simmons here. I think it's either going to be mm-hmm. Toronto or Portland or Sacramento or somewhere else other than here. But we're, we're all kind of waiting for that to happen because I think that shoe needs to drop in order for some other things to happen. Uh, so, yeah, it, it was kind of a mixed bag in this. I, I, I think I saw some people that were happy about it. Other people were like, eh. I mean, they were apathetic about it. I mean, we all kind of know, we all think we kind of know what the Spurs team is going to be this year. Uh, maybe not a uh, – de- definitely not a contender, maybe not even a playoff team. So we we know that, hey, these, these signings like a Keita Bates Geop, even though it's not going to move the needle, uh, mm-hmm. on a very human level, uh, he's likable. He's likable. He's worked hard. So I think overall, um, the signing was was met with uh, was met with uh, uh, some some gratitude. I look at this signing. I think makes sense. You know, you need a guy that has some idea what the Spurs system is. Um, you know, makes sense in that department. Makes sense also because this is a youth movement, and he's still young. You know, might as well keep him on board. You know, to see if he does pan out. You know, it's, it's you know details of the contract have not been released, but it's a two-year deal. You got to figure it's you know team-friendly. You know, he's not going to command major bucks, so yay Spurs on that department. But uh, do you think Spurs fans feel that this team is done wheeling and dealing, or you think it's there's still more to come? Does this sound familiar to you? You get one device that lets you uh, catch the game live. Another that lets you stream your favorite shows while you watch sports highlights on your phone and you got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Yeah, we all been there. Well, I want to talk to you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch now your favorite sports, movies, and all the shows in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever, ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Uh, (laughs) I think... The question is probably better posed as far as do we think there's going to be something else or do we do we feel like there still needs to be something else? I, I think the, the, the natural inclination looking at the roster now, I think now with Bryn Forbes having been officially signed a week or two ago, Kata now being signed yesterday, I think, what, there's 17 players on the roster? I mean, something has to give. Um, we can only go into the season – with uh, 15, if I'm not mistaken. So something has to give as far as uh, somebody getting waived or traded or something. So, so, something in the way of – because I don't think Kata's contract doesn't make good contract for, for, for training camp. I mean, we'll, we'll probably see those pop up in the next couple of weeks where it's one of those make good contracts, and uh, it'll be, what, out of left field, some, some guy from, I don't know uh, – Carjakistan yeah. or something yeah. they get they get signed and and yeah. we all kind of know it's going to be training camp fodder so he's not going to necessarily be anybody that's going to be on the roster but um, I mean I guess to answer your question something has to happen 
I mean, whether it be a trade or whether it be just an actual transaction as far as waiving a player, something has to happen. And I think, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to be an optimist here. Um, I'm, I'm going to believe that there's probably still something in the way of working some kind of deal and not necessarily to get Ben Simmons here, but mm-hmm. but maybe at least to to be a part of a a three or four team deal that gets Ben Simmons somewhere, and we kind of get to maybe get the scraps out of that deal. I right. think that that's probably what's being worked out now, especially because I think there's a the the the, the majority of the fan base believes that at some point uh, Aminu is going to be waived. Uh, right. I don't think he's going to necessarily be traded. I don't think he's uh, a valuable piece at this point. I think he's really just going to be waived and probably signed by another team uh, as a veteran off the bench. The bigger one, the bigger piece is going to be Thad Young. I think he, he he's the one who really has trade value at this point. And I saw an interesting argument, I think it was yesterday or the day before, as to, well, should we trade Thad Young now or later? Should we wait till the trade deadline? And you know what? <sighs> That's a good question because it's one of those mm-hmm. things where watching Thad Young last year, he played really he played really well for the Bulls. He he was one of the bigger pieces for that team, and even though they missed the playoffs, um, a, lar- a large part of that reason was because Levine was out with uh, with uh, on COVID restriction the last couple of weeks, so they they barely made or they barely missed it. But I think had that not happened, they probably would have made the playoffs, and Thad Young would have been a big reason for that because he's one of those players where he's very interchangeable. He's very uh, – he doesn't need the ball to be in his hands. Good defender, good solid defender. He can he can distribute. Uh, the offense can be run from his position, and not necessarily for him to score, but just for him to, to facilitate. Um, so I, I think in that regard, he's very valuable. But the argument I saw yesterday was, well, do we want to risk the chance that he starts the season – and maybe he's already kind of lost a little bit. I mean, he's not that old. I think he's, what, 32 or 33 maybe? Mm-hmm. But, right. you know, I mean, we know how the NBA is. I mean, it doesn't necessarily take for you to be 35, 36, 37 to lose it. I mean, you can lose it from one season to the next. I don't think that's going to be the case with that young. I think that he's still going to be valuable. I think he can, he can still be good. I think he can still contribute to a contending team. So my thought is, if it were me, if I was a GM, um, which a lot of times I think that I should, probably should be the GM. <laughs> but, but my thought is, I think we should trade him before the season starts. I think yeah. right now um, a lot of teams remember what he did for the Bulls, remember that player, okay? And let's face it, and, and, and I, mean, I, I hate to say it, we've said it before, um, if he starts the season with the Spurs, all right, we don't know the, uh, the adjustment period it's going to take for him to be able to get comfortable on the court just because of the system and everything in place that we know the Spurs do and, and how, how, how they run things. And that can detract from his talent, not necessarily saying that the Spurs limit people uh, or, 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 or somehow uh, uh, lessen a player's efficiency, even though I would, I, I would argue maybe that's happened in the past with a couple of players, but, in this instance, if we're wanting to get a maximum amount of value out of Thad Young right now, whether it be a player or draft picks or something in the future that would help us, I think now's the time. Strike all the right. irons hot. Now's the time. Get it done now. That way there's not an opportunity for him to flub up anything, any part of his mm-hmm. value and have a team look at it and be like, well, I, he doesn't move the same way as he did last year. He's not the same right. person or the same player as he was last year. No. Get it done now. That way we go into training camp already knowing 
He's not a part of the team. We have draft picks or another player or mm-hmm. something. Get them acclimated, and let's let's uh, let's rock and roll. Yeah, and uh, like you know, kind of going along that line, you know. Also, just see just more minutes for the guys. That's what I see because you're gonna cause you're gonna have to give that his minutes if he ends up staying. You know, a little bit with San Antonio or maybe the whole season. Who knows? But those are what like 25, 30 minutes right there. You can divvy up with the young guys and get them some burn. Maybe give some to Primo. You know, if they want to bring him down. Um, or Wieskamp, or Trey I hope Jones. so. I, yeah, I really hope so. I listened to your interview yesterday with with uh, with Primo's agent. Really yeah. good interview, by the way. Thank you. Um, the uh, you asked some really good questions, and I really liked his agent's response um, to the fact that hey, yeah, we can trust in the Spurs process and trust that they have a a, a, a track record of developing players, but in the same end we don't want to have Josh boxed or, or put in a box as right. to saying, Hey, he's 18. He's a rookie. I didn't realize he's going to be the youngest player in the league this upcoming year. That, that, yeah. that was a, that the was league. a fact. Yeah. Yeah. The whole league, the entire league. So that's, I, I don't know if we've ever had that. Maybe, maybe Tony back in the day, but I don't, maybe, yeah, maybe Tony was the youngest back whenever he was a rookie, but um, I'm, I'm glad he said that, and I hope that that, that that feeling has been conveyed. I'm sure it has because he seems kind of to be a, a, a pretty straight shooter. But I, I, I like that he said, hey, just because he is who he is, he's 18, he's going to be the youngest, he's a rookie, don't just put him in a box and say, well, he's automatically going to start in Austin. Let him earn his minutes. Let him earn yeah. his minutes. Let him, let, him, let him, I mean, kind of what you said, uh, baptism by fire. Throw him mm-hmm. in there. Especially in the preseason, right? I mean, that's where might as well, you right? Learn right yeah, you I mean, might as well let him play. I mean, what do you got to lose, Spurs? Seriously, I mean, if if you exactly. they're not going to be the last team standing next season, I mean, it's doubtful that they have a long playoff push, even make the playoffs or play in. You know, what the point is, is just hey, go for it. But you know, at the same time, you know, the Spurs and they have their process. You know, uh, Kelvin went through it somewhat. Delani and Dejounte and and Bryn, they all went through it. So we'll see exactly what happens. But yeah, I just wanted to get a, a quick pulse of the fan base on the Bates. Giap signing. It seems to be Spurs fans were, I guess, was safe to say they were kind of indifferent. Is that kind of the vibe or kind of like, yeah, I guess, you know? That's a pretty good description. Yeah, I would say they're yeah. very indifferent. It's like, yeah. hey, he's not going to win his games. He's not going to lose his games. He's like, huh, it's there. But on a personal level, I like him. I like his game. I like the way he looks on the court. So I'm happy. Celebrate the freedom of choice with Built Bar. Did you know you can choose from many delicious flavors at Built Bar? Well, you can get coconut, raspberry, mint brownie, salted caramel, strawberry. The list goes on and on. There's definitely a flavor for each and every Built Bar fan. And hey, look, if you feel like you're going to miss out, they have the mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy too. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today. Get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. That is pretty cool. Go to Built.com right now and get yourself 15% off your order. That's Built.com, 15% off once again at Built.com. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are turning to football as teams are back in the gridiron to start the football season. As always, Bet Online 
your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at BetOnline. Head to the website, BetOnline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day super promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the champs, Buccaneers, and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. From football, basketball, boxing, right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts use promo code LOCKEDON. We're speaking with Danny Sanders. He is uh, repping the entire fan base right here on this fan episode of Locked on Spurs. It's going to transition to uh, the next segment here, and that is that first month of the season. Danny, you, me, everybody listening in right now, we all know that it's it's bad. It's, uh, the schedule makers did not take any uh, pity on the Spurs. Um, you got the defending champs right right up right up the bat. You got the Lakers. You got Denver. Dallas. I mean, the list goes just on and on. Not to mention, there's Danny. There's practically two rotated road trips. Let's just be honest. It's just two of them now. There's these very long uh, road trips that the Spurs see in the first half, and of course the traditional rotated road trip. But no, that's for another sh- uh, show. Looking at that first month, that could really knock out the Spurs. I mean, if they go on some crazy losing streak, you, you might as well pin some of them off right away. Are Spurs fans looking at that first month as the knockout blow, or maybe? we're going to see what this team is really made of. I think it's definitely going to be, we're going to look to see what this team is really made of because again, like you and I had discussed a couple of pods ago, we don't know what this team is going to look like. We don't know what this team is going to do because we've never seen any Spurs team go full youth movement, like the way this team seems to be going. I mean, with the exception of a couple of veterans, and really now, I mean, we're talking about – whenever we're talking about veterans, we're talking about what, Derek White, DeJounte mm-hmm. Murray, yeah. uh, Lonnie. Brin. Obviously, yes, we have yeah. Thad Young and, and, yeah. and Aminu, Brin. but we, yeah. we, we kind of think that they're going to be gone. Yeah, and, of course, Bryn. So yeah. um, those are our vets now, and that's <laughs> that's a very new feeling for a lot of us. It's like, hey, I mean, um, we've never seen that before. So it's going to kind of be a wait-and-see approach. I think the expectation, I think, across the board – um, is, hey, uh, yeah, it definitely does not look good. It's definitely a murderer's row of teams. Um, I would not be surprised if we pulled out a game or two or maybe even three because uh, I think it's human nature, first off, that a lot of teams are going to look at us now and be like, well, we can take a day off or a night mm-hmm. off. I mean, it's, it's the Spurs. Um they're going to maybe visit the Riverwalk or, or, or somewhere the night before, maybe have a little bit too much to drink and maybe come in and we might surprise them. But um, also something to consider is it's going to be really early in the season, right? So continuity is going to make a difference. And mm-hmm. the one thing that I think for the most part that we do have, even though we did lose vets like DeMar and Patty and Rudy is for the most part, the young guys have been together for a couple of seasons now and they're used to each other. They know the system. They know how to play together. 
So that can make a difference. And again, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, 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 I might be, I, I might be trying to be too optimistic here, but I'm not saying we're going to go six or six and zero or seven and zero or eight and zero to start the season. All I'm saying is, it wouldn't surprise me to steal a game or two. I hope, especially, we steal a game against Milwaukee. Coming, I'm, I'm going to be there, so I, I definitely want to see you win that <laughs> night. But yeah, I mean, I, it's one of those things where I just, uh, uh, I, <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's certainly not fair, right, to, to, to look not at our at schedule all. and say, yeah, yeah, we, we really are, we really are going through two road air road trips. But I can already hear Pop. Uh, probably in interviews at, the, at, at this, this upcoming year, say something along the lines of, you know what, it wasn't fair that we got Tim and David and Manu and Tony the way we did either. So it all kind of falls into place and everything kind of works itself out. So I can yeah. hear him saying something like that. But, um, yeah, it, it, it definitely – you definitely look at that and wonder, hey, I mean, yeah, we, 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 could, be, we could be on the ropes already uh, the first week or two. But, hey – Again, it's one of those things where a lot of us have been asking for it and wanting it. Let the young guys play. Let them duke it out. Let them either succeed or fail. Uh, and let them learn. And let them play through it. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm hoping Absolutely. to see that happen. Yeah, look, they open up the the season against the Magic um, at home. But then after that, it's Nuggets, Bucks, Lakers, Mavericks, Bucks, Pacers, Mavericks. And then the Magic. Uh Yeah. I mean, that's just going in at that point, you're going into November, but just that first month, uh, you're looking at some top teams in the league. Um, yeah, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see this. Uh, do you think, let's just you know, let's just take this scenario the Spurs get punched in the mouth. I'm talking bad, maybe they go, you know, on some losing streak to start the season. You think Spurs fans were to be abandoning the ship or they're gonna be thinking, you know what, it, it is what it is, you know. This is just the way it's squared up, or because you know how Spurs fans can get on social media. You know, one loss and it's you know we're lottery bound, baby. You know, or it's tank season. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I just I just want to know what do you, how do you think Spurs fans react if the worst case scenario does happen and the Spurs are just going through that murder's row and not having a good record? Well, you know what. Um... Whether whether you love each other or hate each other on Spurs Twitter, I, I think the one resounding thing we can agree on is we're not going to ever really turn our back on the Spurs, right? I've been a fan since 1988. I know some people have been fans longer. But um, I remember how it was before we had this, this golden era of the Spurs. I remember what it felt like to not make the playoffs, to lose in the first round every year. I remember what that felt like. And, I mean, through thick and thin, I'm never going to not be a Spurs fan. I might have a different perspective as to how the Spurs should be reacting or responding or how they, what, what they should be doing or what they should be focusing on or whatever. But at the end of the day, I want them to get back to being a contender and win championships and, and win titles and, 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 and be back to that point where teams are afraid to come to town to play with us, to play us because they know they're going to lose. I, I want that badly, and I think a lot of – Spurs Twitter once said, the the thing that gets caught up that we get caught up on is how 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 to get there, and what 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 I think is going to be really interesting during that period, if the Spurs, I mean, if the Spurs end up going O for whatever, it's going to be a bloodbath between everybody on Spurs Twitter. I mean, it's going to be name calling, probably a lot of blocking and reporting, probably a lot of I mean just shade being thrown left and right because. 
I mean, we're all very passionate about what our perspective is and why why it should be the perspective that that is that that sh- that, that should be seen above above everyone else's because uh, we're we're such fans of the team. So I don't think we're gonna, we're going to turn on the team ever, but we're definitely going to turn on each other, and mm-hmm. that's going to be uh, that that's that's definitely going to be a sight to see because uh, it. I mean, that's just how it is. That's just social media, and I mean, mm-hmm. whenever whenever you get so many opinions and so many people with different opinions together, uh, not everyone's going to agree, and you're going to have more. Pe- you're going to have people who that are more passionate on, um, on 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 what 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 should be done. I I look at it like this, like it's win win, you know, in a season that where there's not that championship expectation. If you lose and you get punched in the mouth early, Spurs, well, guess what? You might get yourself a really good draft position if, you know, if after one month we know this team is pretty much counted out because in the West, a three-game, four-game, five-game losing streak just really knocks you out of competition. And if you think the Spurs are going to just have one losing streak, then you might be mistaken. You know, they're possibly going to go on multiple losing streaks. Then – you know, hey, draft lottery, here we come. You know, that's not bad. If they're winning, well, then they're exceeding expectations. It's that type of vibe, Danny, that I think would make next season, well, you know, kind of like with that article um, brought up recently, not stressful because there's really nothing to lose, Danny. And there really isn't. And that, that's really at the end of the day what we need, we need to remember for this upcoming year is, I mean, the – the biggest thing is to temper our expectations, right? We can have really high expectations for players. Like I have really high expectations for Lonnie this year. I have really high expectations for Jock Landale and for Trey Jones and even Devin. Um, I have really high expectations for them. Do I think it's going to result in us somehow sneaking into the playoffs and going rounds with teams? No, I, I, I don't think that. I mean, that would be great if it happened. But on the whole, I mean, I feel like I know what the team is. I, I, I know what to expect. And I'm not even saying that because we lost the vets that we lost, we're somehow going to be an inferior team now because I think we're going to be better in some areas. We may, I mean, we may not be as good. But on the whole, I think it's going to be an improvement. Maybe not necessarily we'll see that improvement through playoff wins, but on the whole, it'll be an improvement as far as the direction that we're going to be taking and how quickly it's going to get us back to contention. But um, where was I going with this? I was going to go somewhere. <laughs> okay. Oh, but but I, I, I get go. where you're going. Like, like there's just no, there's just no pressure. There's just no expectation. Yeah. Maybe individual players exactly. have expectations, but team wise, as far as title, you know, that's that's not there anymore. Even longer the days, the days are over where it's championship or bust. I mean, now it's rebuild and get better, Danny. And that's exactly our point, right? Whenever we talk about, hey, put Josh Primo out there, let him let him play, because again, it's one thing back in the day, like say whenever Dejounte was drafted or Derek was drafted, we were still contending. I still remember uh, the year that Derek was drafted. Isn't that the year that we went to the Western Conference Finals and Kawhi hurt his ankle? That was mm-hmm. that was that same year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, or no, no, I'm sorry, that was Dejounte's rookie year. So that was that was the same year that DeJounte was drafted. So he still remembers all that. He still remembers what it felt like to be that good. And back then, yeah, I could still kind of understand, like especially with a rookie coming out of college, he's probably not going to be able to 
contribute on that level just because there were better players in front of him. But as the years have passed by, the players that we have now are not going to be better than who we draft necessarily. So that's why it's always been my take. Like, hey, I mean, especially after Kawhi was traded away, let's just go ahead and let's let's let let's let our rookies play. Let's let let's let these young guys develop. And um, yeah, I mean, it, it's exactly what we're saying. There's nothing to lose at this point. There's nothing to lose. We need to understand who we are, and it, it really is going to be at this point a very long-term approach to this. And it's easy it's easy to say that now, right, because we're like a month away from the first game or whatever, the first preseason mm-hmm. game. But, yeah, obviously it's going to be frustrating to watch the team lose when they lose. It's going to be frustrating to watch these three, four, five, six-game losing streaks that they might go on. But at the end of the day, that this team is still going to be a lot more fun to watch and a lot more, uh, lot more ready to compete and develop down the line than the teams of the last two or three years. Yeah, and 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 I think that's what Spurs fans should keep in mind heading into next season, which is just right around the corner, is that expectations are low, and and it's it's not a bad thing. It's it's actually a good thing because. We now that the team signal that they're in rebuild mode, you know, that's exactly what a rebuild is, is getting better, just striving to get the team better. Whether that be a trade, you know, the Ben Simmons or flipping some of the young guys for a more established stars or just getting the lottery or, you know, getting the minutes. Either way, it's good. The season may end in a bad record, but you're giving these young guys a full NBA season of experience. If they exceed expectations, great. Then they're ahead of the curve. Then they're ahead of uh, you know what, what they're expected to do. And then the following season might be better. Um, why do I feel though Spurs fans won't see it that way? They're just going to see losing streak and blow up the team. I just feel that's coming, Danny. I just feel that's going to be the reaction. Like, oh, trade everybody, fire Pop. Uh, Brian Wright has to go. In actuality, this is what a rebuild is. Every component, every cog of the Spurs machine is going through that from the head coaches to the GM to the first guy, the last guy on the bench and everybody else in between. This is what a rebound looks like, Danny. Well, you know what? And, and real quick, because I know, I know we're running out of time. Um, I think that that sense may not have not, may not be, may not have been as prevalent this upcoming year had we not had 50 million in cap space. Right. I think that that's really what kind of frustrates a lot of, a lot of fans. And me to an extent too, but I mean, I, I think I've kind of come to grips the last couple of years that no one's coming to sign with us. We're not going to have a big name free agent come sign with us. We're not going to have LeBron James or Giannis or whoever would be on the free agent market at that point. We're not going to have them come to sign with us um, because no one wants to come to our market. No one wants to come to, and especially not now. It was one thing before whenever we had Tim, Tony, and Manu, and there was uh, that enticement of, of playing for a championship. Yeah. You know what? I'll go to San Antonio for a year or two because I might get a title. We don't have that anymore. The only thing, really, the only thing that draws now is pop. That's really the only thing that the the, the maybe the, the Becky to a certain extent. Becky, Who's maybe that? Becky. You know, maybe, maybe. yeah, maybe Becky because I yeah. think I think there's a wide belief that she's eventually going to be the person who takes over. So I yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. That that's a good point. I think I, w- I, think I would also throw in. I would also throw in Keldon because of experience playing yeah. with the guys with Team USA. I think that maybe be some that that could be something there, Danny. Maybe. 
Well, you know what? I mean, and, and let's, let's, let's play the opposite side of that coin. What we hope doesn't happen, and what we've seen happen in the past is, what we hope doesn't happen is somehow Keldon was influenced to the point where he, he goes to these other teams with the <laughs> players that, he yeah. played with. Rather than in, yeah. rather than having them come over here, that's what I hope doesn't happen. Because I mean, uh, yeah, he's he's definitely one of our young bulls. We want to keep him and keep him in the uh, in the fold for a long time and have him as one of our building blocks. And it's funny because you listen to these national pods now, and mm-hmm. Keldon's really the first player they mention now because of his Olympic experience and the gold medal experience and being able to be around these players. So uh, I was listening to a podcast this morning where. I think he was he was being chosen as the the player who's going to have uh, a breakout year for our team, and I mean I I can see it, I believe it. He probably will, um, but yeah, we we definitely want him in the fold for a very long time. Should should sports fans be worried that Murray and Lonnie are with Clutch Sports? I'm thinking about what you said about Kelvin going off somewhere else. First, I thought I was like, well, Murray and Walker, they're with Rich Paul and crew. Why does that worry me? Or should I should be worried, right? Or should I? I don't know how to. T- I don't know how to read that, Danny. I think I'd be a lot more worried if LeBron had four or five years left in his career. LeBron's dwindling. I think he has maybe what two or three good years left. Maybe. Yeah. I think the goal really for him is he wants to have Bronny come and at least play a, a season with him, or not maybe not maybe not with him on the same team, but in the same league. So all he's focused on right now is winning championships. And the only way that he's going to do that is he's going to have the vets out there uh, with him and Anthony Davis. That's why you saw Carmelo, Russ, all these other guys, uh, uh, because, I mean, it's basically it's, it's an arms race between them and the Nets. Um, but that's why I'm not as worried right now because, I mean, let's face it, if you're with Clutch, I mean, you're going to kind of be – pointed towards L.A. L.A. or New York, but more L.A. Um, right now, LeBron doesn't need our guys. So that's why I say, like, had it been had it been to where he had four or five or six good years left, yeah, I could kind of see it to where he, he'd say, you know what, I want to bring DeJounte on board, I want to bring Lonnie on board. That way, I mean, they can play with me for a couple of years. Right now, he just wants vets. Right now, he just wants gunners. He, 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 he wants assassins, and that's what he went and got. Well, hmm. long road ahead for the Spurs, whether that be free agency, some of these guys getting tempted by team-ups. That's pretty much what it is, you know, team-ups nowadays. And Well, you know we'll what, see- and real quick, real quick, because, because I know we talked about this before, I'm still, I'm still standing by my take that we are going to see Lonnie get extended uh, within, a week, but within a week prior to the season starting, he will get his extension. I know a lot wow. of people are out there still saying, like, well, I mean, I don't yeah. know about Lonnie. What's going to happen with Lonnie? Lonnie is fine. Lonnie's going to be in the fold. He's going to be here. He's going to get extended. Within a week prior to the season starting, he'll get extended. Yeah, and uh, I think it was the same path with DeJounte. I think DeJounte was extended kind of last minute, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, he was. Yeah, it was like towards the end of that period where they have to do something with it. So that's just the Spurs MO. They usually wait to the last second. Hey, we're done talking on this fan episode of Lockdown Spurs. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs uh, keeping Peter Bates' job in Spurs colors? And uh, what about that first month of the NBA season? Are you a Spurs fan that thinks if they get popped in the mouth and are down for the count, they're not going to get back up? 
for the rest of the season. You agree with Danny? What do you have to say when he's repping you, the Spurs fan? Danny, let everybody know how they can talk with you. You can always talk at me at Danny Sanders 80. I'm there 24 uh, seven until I'm not. And uh, yeah, I always <laughs> love to hear from you. Yeah. And um, you got, you hear that Zach? You got some heat now. Oh, real quick. Yeah. Real quick before, before we, before we uh, uh, log off here, what do you, what's your take on the new Drake album, Jeff? Okay, Danny, I'm going to be honest. I'm old. Well, I'm older than you. <laughs> And, uh, I, you know, the, the the new generation of music, I, I just can't yeah. get into. I, I cannot get into it. I mean, it takes there's there's a sprinkle of new songs from the newer artists that I enjoy. Um, oh, see, like I'm really blanking out now. Like, um, oh, my God, who is that? She's like a tall girl, British girl. She, uh, yeah, yeah, what is her name? I see, see, th- 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 see that that's how old I am. I, 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 I uh, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Lipa, Lupa, Dia Lupa, something oh, like that. Yeah, Dua Lipa, yes, okay, yeah, Dua like, Lipa. She, uh-huh. she has a couple of songs that I actually enjoy. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I like her, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the guy who sang the theme to uh, the Spider Verse, the animated show, um, Post Malone, it was kind of like a kind of a slowish, yes, um, a slowish song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I out of mind, but I mean, it takes a lot nowadays for me to enjoy a song. So I have not listened to the new Drake. Uh, I don't think I ever will, unless I just accidentally hear it, like at the gym or something. But uh, yeah, I there was only one song that I actually liked from Drake. It is that very popular kind of a slowish song, but. Um, yeah, I'll tell you yeah. right now, Jeff. I'll tell you right now. If you're wanting to set the mood tonight, turn on turn on the new Drake. Go to go to the fourth track in the Bible. Let it play the next four or five songs, and uh, thank me later. Okay. I will keep that noted. <laughs> Make sure to uh, subscribe to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast, uh, whether it be Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes. Tell your smart speaker to play Lockdown Spurs. Uh, there's no excuse for you to not. Uh, get every episode of Lockdown Spurs. And just a heads up, starting next week, uh, Lockdown Spurs episodes may take a step back, won't be as frequent. Um, we're, the, the network is urging all of us to take a break before the season begins, so I'm going to take up on them. You'll still get some Lockdown Spurs, just maybe, maybe not daily. So just a heads up on that as far as next week until the preseason starts. So for Danny Sanders, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs. Yeah.